Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we have a splash of vino in our lemonade as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 107th episode of the series, Love Under the Big Top. Wine in your lemonade? <laughs> that was a joke, haha. <laughs> <laughs> Italians, you know. <laughs> oh my god. That, that's just like I love the recurring just like Sophia doesn't give a fuck like she drinks her sherry in the park um or like no Reese's she's like gee yeah, no. <laughs> she's like gin we're like Sophia we're playing hearts no I thought I wanted some <laughs> I do love how it pops up every now and again like it's not enough to be like oh god actually does she have a problem but like it's, it's not just every now and again yeah exactly it's nice it's like um this is another it's another fun episode again like a very silly premise with a very silly guest star but like works really well actually like kind of delivers perfectly in in just it's like less it's less weird to me as a premise than the whole like switched at birth thing a few episodes back but like well (laughs) well, yeah yeah But I'm just saying, like, that was based on a real news story as opposed to this, which is just, like, total bizarro, you know, just a great vehicle for Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, it's goofy as hell. And I think, like, I have, like, um, I think this is my favorite season. And I think that the yeah. reason is because, um, I mean, it's every, until we, I guess, like, two from now, it's not the most fun episode. But, like, if there's so much, like, goofy humor in this one, but it's, yeah. it's pre- going like off off the rails with like which I still like a lot but like season six and seven I think is more just kind of like 90s hijinks whereas yeah. like this like this plot as you said isn't like unbelievable it's just yeah. bizarro um and but I think what what works though is that it ends in a really mature way it does you know? and it ends in like a really fun scene too which is yeah. great like I love how it ends and I also like the chemistry between Dick Van Dyke and B. Arthur is yes culpable definitely there um, I, I and honestly think it's better than her and Leslie Nielsen I will what say. again that's what I was gonna say is I also have spent my entire life confusing Dick Van Dyke and <laughs> Leslie Nielsen and I think it's because of the Golden Girls I'm sure that's gonna say I, it's either one be of them. Because, yeah. I still like guys with white hair who's who yeah <laughs> <laughs> well this one's Dick Van Dyke who is mm-hmm. still alive by the way still yeah alive. he's a few years younger than Betty White so I mean that's that surprises me because I feel like Dick Van Dyke like Betty White just like was born when television was born it's just he's been on everything you know and like I remember watching him and like bye bye birdie you know way back in the day so it's it's really that's pretty fun it's 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 cool that he's the guest star it's a perfect like I'm serious but charming lawyer role into the like of course fucking Dick Van Dyke would want to be a clown you know yeah, <laughs> it's so good really, at it. he really I, is it's very cute <laughs> when Dorothy comes to the revelation of like I would not care if I was really in love with you I think that's really nice but also you know before she gets there I'm like ma'am this guy has worked as a corporate attorney for decades he's probably rich as rich as f and now he just wants to be a clown who cares but then literally he's like lawyering 70 right. hours a week since he was 25 he's first rich. of all no fucking thank you but he has to be rich <laughs> so he wants to be a clown big deal i know i would like literally 
you're old enough to retire like get out of here anyway so then let him be a clown make a few more bucks on the side like whatever yeah I guess the touring with the circus would be kind of tough like yeah fair <laughs> I just didn't fit in with the other clowns Why? the human cannibal doesn't really read that much <laughs> oh my god amazing amazing uh, I will say for the, at the top of, you know, when she's getting ready to go, like, I liked Dorothy's like that outfit. I thought it looked great. I think so too. The outfits are great. Cause also when Rose and Blanche come in from their boat, they're both dressed very nautical, um, yeah. which I think is nice. Like <laughs> really, very really thematic. understood the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But what, so let's, yeah, let's talk about that story, right? The bee story is great because this is a far cry from mink breeding, right? Like this is an actual animal activism storyline, which like, it's funny that it it only shows up now in season five. Like that's, you know, we've, we've seen baby, we've seen, you know, like chicken, we've seen animals and things like that, but this is like actual activism, right? Yeah. Exercising our right to say we're mad as hell, we're not going to take it anymore, you know? Um, And then... I'm out of spit. Can I go now? And um, animals with blowholes thing. I know. So, so great. But it takes, you know, it takes um, one for like the actual four women in real life who basically were like, we're never doing anything like the mink breeding thing again. They're like noted, duly noted, like the, lo- the, the lawyers, the writers. Got to <laughs> the back on the brain. just hopped in. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just hopped in. <laughs> Um, the writers like took this in the direction that like they themselves could be very comfortable with, which I think is really interesting. Um, and I do think that for the B story, they weave Blanche in very well, where Blanche does tend to get inspired after the fact for like something that you probably should have like cared about anyway and not about like <laughs> Hispanic waiters and type flipper. <laughs> yeah. Your mouth is watering <laughs> now, Blanche. Keep licking. Yeah, exactly. The rerun of Flipper. Um, but like, it's 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 just great. So like, it's it's great the way they weave her in. It's great the way that she punches the dude. It's so badass. Like, it's so really, good. Really good. And again, like, it's just it it feels like when they're like, oh boy, we're going to a sperm bank. They're like, yeah, <laughs> we've got a set on the dock. We've got a set on the in the courtroom. We've got Dick Van Dyke as a clown. I mean, it's like it's it's hitting on all of those like just enjoyable viewing for television. Oh yeah, spending that, spending that budget. Um, yeah, exactly. We're, we're big wig, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I think what you said about Blanche is so like accurate and also why she's like such a great asset in this episode because yes. when she's like, well, no more tuna fish and Rose is like, you don't even like it. <laughs> you don't even like, like it. But that's like what she would do is like, I, yes. I also don't like canned tuna. And I think that like, this issue do you remember this when we were like I feel like it was when we were kids was really big they were like dolphin free tuna like on the cans like people were super concerned about it which they should be um absolutely this is another one that's actually grounded in like the the zeitgeist of the time real real thing right but like but yeah Blanche like doesn't really care and then she's like she gets into it like you're right like it's the same thing when they're serving um the the senior citizens for um, exactly like rose's project and places like marital status (laughs) what's your annual income (laughs) but then she does pick it up and she's like hey like i and i think that also like speaks to blanche as a character is like she there have been a lot of discussions and we've talked about it too of like whether or not blanche would have voted for trump and like yes my what where I like try to see her is like 
I think she's obviously going to always vote for somebody who's going to give her no taxes first, but she's in, she's a softy. Like she cares about things and she has a social conscious. And so I think when she gets down, she thinks about it, right. The conscious, like thought of who's being affected does turn her. I think often that wins out even over like her own personal benefit. And so like, you know, like like how she gave up her boob money. Yeah, exactly. The Blizzom account has been emptied. Like that's, I think that's totally what it is. Exactly. So I'm happy that she gets into it. Totally. And that's the thing. She has to just scratch the surface. She has to be be pushed by her best friends to think about it just a fucking little bit. And then she gets there. Right. Which is, which is really great. So I. (laughs) And it's so fun to see Rose like hit the ground run, you know, like, cause Rose is so the opposite where like the second she feels like the dolphin are in danger, she's like, I got to do something. Um, And she just like springs into action, which is so nice. And like, so, um, such a fun sort of like different part of Rose, you know, like it's, it's sort of like her, how competitive she is. It's like, yes, there's this like passionate passion in her that like, once it starts, she can't not do something about it, which is really cool. And I think also like the root of activism. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's funny because we saw, you know, we've seen best friends or friends of good health award. And we've like, we hear about all this competitiveness, quote unquote, in this sphere, but we actually get to see it. In, in person here and see Rose like just being like your mouth is watering now Blanche keep looking yeah <laughs> just such brilliant writing such brilliant writing and like you know she's got her um her bullhorn from her days as a, a junior so mountain cadet um you know the <laughs> the brown bear in the field mouse is actually like extremely visceral imagery like it actually would stop me in my tracks too <laughs> like, I know stops and- walking <laughs> so funny and it's so Rose to just be like, oh, or the mouse would explode. Like it's, I mean, it's so, it's like the- You're like, we're a step away of just thinking out. about sperm. And it's really, it's really- <laughs> No, you're thinking about mouse? Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you're like, God damn it, Royal. We did a whole episode about sperm. <laughs> we already know right. how it works. <laughs> totally. So back to Dick Van Dyke, to your point, I think that she, uh, Dorothy, and, Dorothy and him have amazing- chemistry I think it's really great and it's always always fun and we talk about this all the time to see Dorothy actually happy in a relationship right like it's like how many times has she actually had a chance to like really enjoy this and you know I mean it's it's funny too because it's not there's pressure from Sophia obviously of like just remember you and I come as a package (laughs) Like, like all of the intensity um of Sophia, like, just being like, she's gonna blow it, you know, like, that kind of thing, but it's, it's, she just, she just has this easy way with him, and to our earlier point of, like, the way things get summed up is the definition of maturity, right, like, Mm -hmm. especially at this stage in her life, she could absolutely, like, settle for, like, yeah, I'm really into this guy, even if I don't like particularly love him, right? It almost reminds me of like the Sophia and Max conversation, like sitting on the bench of like, you know, hey, I guess we sort of made a mistake, whatever. Like, I'm definitely, I have affection for you, right? Like it's comfortable. Um, but in, in both of those cases, like Sophia and Dorothy are women who are like, we're not gonna settle. I've come so far and I have a lovely life. I am not just going to be like, well, this is as good as it's gonna get. Right. Um, right. Even if it's pretty fucking good, which is like, that's, that's an amazing and very tough decision to make. Cause it's not the black and white, 
Elliot cheated on me, right? Like he's an asshole. Like you can't just like be like, okay, that's it. It's super gray area emotionally. And it's, yeah, it's hard. Mrs. Kenneth Whittingham. <laughs> okay, I love the delivery. <laughs> Max and Sophia is, is a really great um, comparison. I didn't think of that because I my mind went to Glenn and Dorothy. And yeah, I think yeah. that why also Ken, like moral weird like ethical gray ground you know right and, and she actually think, did love him like she, she did why i think ken is so much better than glenn i love ken i think he's such a great character and he's such a nice guy like such a yeah. good person is because like he comes to the realization too and even though i think he maybe would have been willing to settle with dorothy yes. like i think he was probably more in it than she was um he like respects her so much and they have that really funny moment where they're both like actually laughing at the the handkerchief thing and i think that that's like to your point like that's maturity is like yes it sucks they're both bummed out about it and like he maybe would have been willing to i think he would have been willing to like go with her um but i also think that speaks to how good their lives are with their friends and like again like romantic relationships are important and fulfilling but they're not the only thing that's important and fulfilling and so to yes. shake up your life with your friends I think like it's gotta be the real deal and I I think like yeah. that's also part of it is like you don't have to pursue a romantic partnership above all else like sometimes you are better off like saying where you are or like choosing yourself or choosing your life with your yes. friends you know and like to see older or choosing your your is, weird hobby like, of being yeah <laughs> Exactly. Good for Ken too. Like he shouldn't, he shouldn't have to give up the, any of the stuff for Dorothy. Like, exactly, exactly. And that's that's what I think is really beautiful. And I think that this, it never like until watching this again, I never thought about how this ending really frames up the entire message of the series. Right? Like to create yourself as a full person, and one of the best vehicles to do that is to engage with friendship right on of all fronts and just like you know Dorothy here this like the ending here is like absolutely her in the finale like that's yeah. that's it's like the exact same character like she yes she has character growth and you know we're gonna talk about all sorts of things like you know gambling and whatever but like the <laughs> other things that come in between here and here you know now and then rather but it like compared to previous Dorothy, second episode Dorothy, like all of her relationship turmoil and lack of self-esteem and like all of that kind of stuff. Like she's just so sure of herself. And it's it's just, it's so wonderful to see. It's just a model of who you want to be, you know, the person you want to be, especially when she's like, even just being like, oh, I'm so excited. And she does sort of, you know, like the Mrs. Kenneth Whittingham and like she puts her so fucking ring finger out. Oh my God, they're really It's so, so funny. It's so great. So like she's, you know, all the way up to that. And then she really does think about it. She does a lot of thought, you know, um, contemplation. Uh, and to your point, I think if she hadn't brought it up, like Ken wouldn't have said anything. He would have just right. sort of been He's rolling happy with, it. with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, oh my god. I, and that also like bolsters the case for Luke, Uncle Lucas and Dorothy's relationship because like yeah. she does choose him and like it yes. is it does seem very real and like it like again like she's not just going to pick any man and that's great. Like exactly. you know I think that that's like such a message. Um exactly. even though Sophia like I do want to talk about Sophia's like disappointments and thing when she's like Oh my god. Crazy. Like <laughs> 
I love the, he gave you a ring, didn't he? And then Blanche is, yeah, three of them. <laughs> it's such a good line. And her delivery is so sassy. Ugh, I so just, funny. Ugh, it's so incredible. It's so incredible. That's like another example of like, like the writers write that on the page and then Rue McClanahan takes it to fucking 11 just because of the way she delivers. A hundred percent. There's so much of that too. Like when, when um, Sophia's like, I just tend to get a little upset when people ruin my ruin life. My life. <laughs> <laughs> that's written oh, as it is, but like, come absolutely. on. That's really great. Absolutely. You're right. That's the exact same thing. Oh my God. I love that line. <laughs> it's so good. And you know, that's the thing where like Golden Girls fans, I think, say it when it obviously when it doesn't really apply but Correct. um it doesn't matter if the person you're talking to doesn't get it like keep using it <laughs> exactly exactly it's so great keep using it water lily so funny yeah um, exactly water lily can we can we talk about the courtroom scene oh my god please <laughs> first of all dartha looks so fucking cool when you were talking about like nautical wear right of like what you wear on the docks like she looks so cool in the big jean jacket with like the high yeah. collar like it's this cool. is like super b arthur fashion like i love it i think she looks awesome um but like the whole like ken before the judge and everything it's like it's just like another american legal system thing you're like you just trust this literal clown <laughs> that he when he can't find his fucking lawyer credentials like Grand you're not even gonna yeah. you're not even gonna write down like the number that he probably should remember or like his phone number or address or like something like what i'm pretty sure there's paperwork needs to be filed before you just show up as a clown and start speaking on behalf of your client but um what a gag though when when Dorothy's <laughs> like my mother called my boyfriend a top miami lawyer and then of course he comes in with like the shoes and like the shoes are just like what a prop move you know oh my it's god so I good know. he literally i always notice this too like the shoes he like steps up to the bar and he he even dick van dyke doesn't know how big they are and like kind of pushes the, the shoe a little bit it's really it's great. it's like a master class in comedy though dick van dyke like you know like obviously if oh, anybody physical can, comedy. can match the four of them it's it's him and like he just does such a good job with like everything that's tossed to him he hits out of the park I just feel like totally so great and he does a really good job without like trying to overshadow B. Arthur particularly because like they have so many scenes yes. together and he just does it like he just is so a plus for me as a yeah guest. exactly absolutely <laughs> I think that is going to be a success you heard it here first <laughs> yeah yeah, I think he's got a career in TV. <laughs> At 96, you know, we finally decided, yeah. <laughs> but I also, I just want to also call out, like, again, the buffoonery of the judge, where he just goes, he goes, that sounds legal to me. <laughs> At the end, and you're just like, is this the fucking Supreme Court? Like, what, what is the, what is this Why full is of that? jokers? Like, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. It just really hit me very, very viscerally. It's like, okay, like, this, this is how we solve this. But all right, sure. Sounds great. Good job, America. Whatever. Yeah. And I love when he's like, how about, how about something from the law book? And he's like, well, the, the explanation is interesting because it's basically like it's on a dock. And so it's like, maritime law would apply um and i feel like it's really interesting that uh maritime law also plays such a big part in arrested development <laughs> you know totally like, exactly. was just like interested in this so he was like i'll just use it a bunch of times <laughs> yeah, for real for real well actually you know um let's uh who wrote this episode is it um 
Let me see. Is it Mitchell Hurwitz? I'm going to do some quick research right now. Let's see. Nope. It was written by Susan Harris. Never mind. Wow. Um, well, that makes sense because there's an engagement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Too funny. But anyway, um, yeah, I think <laughs> the end where they were, she's like, and then, and they're horny. Like it's, oh God, it's so fucking funny. It's like, we're just stretching to your point at the top of the episode. We're just like stretching into like more goofiness, but but also grounded in the characters where it's not, nothing is out of the ordinary. And like, even though there are batches of new writers, obviously this one's, you know, Susan Harris too leading. And it's like, they know these characters like the back of their hand. And it's just really, really fantastic. Yeah. And I like the Rose and Blanche, like when they come in and Sophia's like dinner's at six, pass it on. Like so cute. Yeah. And then they have that moment, which I think is also so relatable. Um, I feel like, uh, the past few years have had a lot of occasions for people to protest. And I do like, I feel like you can sometimes come in from being out and like, there's so much energy and like, you know, all of that. And then you come home, you're kind of like, well, what? Like, we didn't, we didn't even do anything. Like what? Nothing's going to change. And it's easy totally. to feel down and like, um, you know, sort of like checked out and burnt out. And I think that like, that's why it's just so nice to see Blanche. And that's like, sort of what I'm talking about is like, she really does she first of all does care about the cause but she also really cares about rose and rose's like emotional state and so she like tries to kind of like you know bring her up a at first and she's like maybe we saved a few dolphin and then yeah of course she goes back to blanche and is like well let's go to let's go meet some some men totally um, but i like no, it. But i think you're it's right good. that's a really that is a good message to to leave with like both in this episode and just our episode because yeah, shit's fucked up out there right now, man. And it's like, it is hard to, I guess it's easier to just be filled with dismay of like, well, I'm powerless, like the end, you know, as yeah. opposed to even just doing little things like writing letters, licking envelopes, like, you know, um, going to benefits. Uh, you know, fellow with the diaper. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Protesting on some grungy dock. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, to in a, in a certain sense like every little bit does help and it's really important to just like keep fighting the fight heck yeah heck yeah <laughs> well that's all i've got what about you yeah that's it i uh, the only other thing is like when he says we did come close though ugh, oh i so know good. this is a great episode i know that's oh talk about just like another lovely mature like just like such a sweet line it's just so like wise. so so wise and so perfect of like relevant to almost everybody who would be in the situation but particularly for two older people you know i yeah. think it's really it's really sweet great job dick van dyke <laughs> great job <laughs> awesome all right well join us next time we're going to discuss uh, how long it's been since blanche has been dipped <laughs> take care everyone